You're listening to a Skewed Orbit original podcast. Time, weather, and... Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Rachel LaForce Show. It's me, Rachel LaForce, and you guessed it, this is my show. I'm so excited. I have already recorded this episode, and I know how magical, free-flowing, full of just knowledge, and uh, it's so, so good. My guest today is a dear friend who I met in a very kismet situation. Uh, This is Mystic Rain. She is so many things. But she's a spiritual influencer. She is a medium. She is a psychic and has a very like grown up girl day job, like day job. She is like, you know, C suite situation. So I won't share all of uh, that aspect of her work here, but she is certainly a force to be reckoned with. And I am so grateful to have her here today, um, both showcasing both kind of that earthly work that she does as well as this very. Uh, sacred spiritual work that she does. This conversation is very raw and moving. I feel like in this conversation, she sees me so clearly. Um, As you guys know, I've been sharing, I've just felt like life underneath the microscope since, you know, around December. And it's really been coming to a head the last couple of weeks. And she just so beautifully saw me and gave me feedback. And I just was so grateful So really, it's her podcast. Do you know what I mean? You guys are absolutely going to love this episode. There is no doubt about it. So please enjoy this conversation with Mystic Rain. That's just me collecting myself in my day. So I've already done a beautiful intro. The people have already heard it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they're like amped and they want to hear all of your knowledge so by the way i have no idea what the intro is (laughs) i don't know how you've worked this out or how you've built this up or how you hold on or 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 what you've said (laughs) right and so i'm nervous now because i'm like oh god well i'm i'm moving blind well do you want me to tell you that'd be great okay yeah that'd be fine i just just introduced you is mystic rain and letting people know yeah you're a spiritual influencer a medium that was uh a soon-to-be published author Mm -hmm. um and youtuber Mm. and like doing all the things Mm -hmm. so it was like that but just like more hyped up okay i gotcha did I crush it? It was cute. I okay. love it. Okay, good. I love it. The influencer part, though, that was kind. <laughs> well, is that the intention? I mean, that what is, is it? Yeah, it, it, it's the intention, but that's but that's also, it's been an intention very much in my head. So hearing it out loud, repeated back to me is a new feeling. How does it feel? I don't know. It's, I'm processing. Okay. <laughs> I'm processing what that may feel like. My bad. Oh, that was that your ding? Oh, yeah. That was my husband taking the chicken out of the fridge. Okay. Yeah, there yeah, you go. There you go. heard it. Mm-hmm. Also a newlywed. I am a newlywed. That I did not say. Yeah. Okay. Newlywed. How long have you guys been married now? Ooh, two months. Okay. So very much We're newlywed. very new. How has that been? 
It has been, I mean, it's been awesome. It's been, it's really interesting because I'm like, oh, I actually really enjoy this. I like being in wife, being a wife. I didn't know that I would like it because I didn't see women around me married growing up. Okay, yep. say more. Interesting. Yeah, so yeah, my, none of the women around me, they, they weren't married. My grandmother was married, but it was an old school marriage where Papa was a Rolling Stone and no one shared a bedroom and I never saw affection or like intimacy or like hugging or any form of like, I like you back and forth. And so with me getting married, there was no example. I didn't know where to go, who to talk to about it. Is this normal? These feelings I'm having, is that normal? Is this experience normal? And so I didn't know. Mm. I just knew I loved the guy, but I didn't know what was on the other side of that. And so coming into it, there's been an adjustment, but I like it. I like, I like being married, you know, but I also was like, holy crap. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh yeah. They like don't leave. They like, just like live with you now. Yeah. 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 That part. Yeah. But also it's like, I'd cry if he did. Right. I'd be a, a, I'd be a ball of tears. But then it was also like, do I have responsibilities? Like I hear on the internet that as a wife, I have responsibilities, but I also have no one to explain to me what they are. Okay. That's interesting. And so then trying to figure out like, what are my responsibilities in this is it to keep you alive? Is it to feed you? Like, what do I do? Is that all products of the patriarchy? Do you even care? I mean, I'm going to interrupt and say yes, you but know? that's just my hum- humble opinion. Yeah. Well, so what do you, well, then let me ask you, like, I think there's something that's really beautiful about not having the example because at the same time, it's like, then you get to define mm-hmm. it, right? Otherwise we just mirror whatever is mm-hmm. shown to us mm-hmm. most of the time. So what do you feel like, you feel like being a wife is for me i'm realizing that it was it's just being what i was the whole time uh-huh, uh-huh. and like what he liked the whole time i think i walked into it with feeling pressure because he comes from a really traditional family where everyone is married and there are no divorces and no one is splitting up and you get married and then you have kids and like there's a template and a rule book and everyone does it the same way and you know he grew up in a very loving household with two parents and they stayed together the whole time so I think I projected Mm. that into the relationship and then eventually he was just like yeah dinner would be nice that'd be cool every once in a while but like this emotional meltdown you're having about whether or not you're good at this like this isn't necessary and I was like oh okay like thanks for that because I needed that yeah I needed that I don't know what I thought I needed to do I don't know how many meals I thought I needed to prepare or what they were supposed to taste like I just felt like there was something that I was missing and I didn't but I didn't know who to ask about like is this is this right? You know, it took him going like, no, like just chill and like be you. Mm. Like that was that the one that I met, like just do that. And I like that. And so, yeah. I love that Mm -hmm. so much. Mm. I have so many thoughts and feels because I also feel like my parents had a very healthy relationship Mm. I mean, the older I got, I was like, well, you guys are pretty good actors. But um, not that there was any contention, but I think there was a lot of love that was still there, but they just couldn't make it work. So I'm sure that was complicated for them. But they always, like my joke is always that I didn't realize I had divorced parents until I was 18. 
Because then I left and then they were like, okay, well, we actually have our own lives. And I was like, wait a minute, what? We're not all a family? Um, and then, yeah, yeah, many years later, uh, now it's really beautiful because when we do things as a family with my family, Alex and the two boys, when everybody comes, it's like the most beautiful thing to me to have my mom and her husband and my dad and his wife there. Because I always say that I feel like a super, like a superhuman when both of my parents and I are in the same room because it basically has never happened my whole life in moments here and there. Right. Um, but I'm so split down the middle, like my mom or like my dad. And if I stand next to my dad, I look just like my dad. And if I stand next to my mom, you're like, Oh my God, you guys look so alike. Um, so similarly, I feel like I didn't know what a family unit was cause I'm an only child. So now starting a family and having my own family, there was a lot of that projection for me of like, well, what is this supposed to look like or what are we supposed to do and how is it supposed to be? And I've been thinking a lot about that recently. I think it's also just what's given me a lot of anxiety in my life in general of all these things that are supposed tos. And I have this joke now that I feel like I just only want to do content that starts with like, wait, so are we all doing this? <laughs> like all of the things that just make us feel insane, but we're like, this is what we're supposed to do, mm -hmm. right? So something like that, we're yeah. like, wait a minute, are we all just out here working full time and then coming home and making mm -hmm. like copious amounts of, like, is this yeah. just what we're all mm -hmm. doing? Mm -hmm. Why are we not talking about this? Yeah, you know, that's how I felt when I like, I was on my third batch of spaghetti as a wife. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this is getting out of control. Like, you know, he went through his own thing in terms of like his adjustment because like he, he, he now has an American wife. Mm. And so he went to this place of like immediately trying to get rid of like his Korean expectations on what a wife would do. Oh, interesting. But didn't share that with me. And I think I went through a period of trying to figure out what would a Korean wife do. Mm. And so there was like this weird thing that's happening where I was like, wait, no, what, what are you? And he was like, what, what, what are you doing? And it was like this weird Spider-Man meme, everyone mm -hmm. pointing at each other kind of thing. And then um, and he was like, no, but I don't want that. Like, you know, and I had to be like, oh, OK. But yeah, it was weird. But, you know, we're finding our we're finding our groove. I feel like it's all weird. I don't know. Like the more awake I am, the more I'm just like, I just think it's so weird that we're all just doing. Well, because we're doing nothing that we came here to do. Ooh, say more. Like not like this isn't, there is no spiritual backing for a nine to five job. There's no spiritual reasoning for a nine to five job. There is no like working to like, pick to buy grapes like what that that wasn't the plan you know what i mean like so i think of so many people are in this sort of rat race and everyone's feeling really confused about it like i where's the meaning where's the purpose well there isn't a purpose in whatever it is that you're doing now you can find a purpose in it because everything is internal and the reality is coming from inward but like looking for the inherent purpose in anything outside of you in the nine to five it's you're having a hard time finding it because that wasn't the original plan. Mm. Now, your soul's plan may be to discover who you are within that journey, to discover bits and pieces of you within that journey. How do you respond? How do you act? What feeds your soul? Different things like that. And a nine to five may help facilitate that process. But the nine to five itself 
it was never really a part of the plan. And that's how I feel about everything. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> but I, I do. That's how I, I like. There is this part of me as like a spiritual teacher, I think, or just spiritual mm-hmm. being that I want to run around yelling that at people, like yeah. just going through office buildings being like, none of this matters. Yeah. But there is a part where it's like people can only take on so much. Like, and I think especially when people are feeling that rat race, they're feeling like life doesn't matter. They're feeling like so much of, I think, even depression and anxiety and all of these things come from, well, I'm in pursuit of something with everything I have for something that doesn't actually mean anything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how how can we stop? Like, how do, like, I was thinking about that this morning. I'm like, man, the the phase of life I'm in right now, I feel like I got on a roller coaster and I was like, oh, cool. I thought we we're going to go for a couple loop-de-loops. And they're like, nah, motherfucker, you're on this thing for like three and a half years. And I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't know That's that was cute. the deal. A couple of loops. Yeah, like, I'm like, this was not what I think, I, this is not what I signed up for. And I think it is, it, it's just so important to have those touch points that make you feel mindful. And like, as I always say, where I'm like, you know, the most spiritual path in this iteration, I think, of the reality that like you and I can both agree mm-hmm. this is reality, right? Um, is that there are the human aspects, as I define them, the earthly politics of things that like, yeah, we have to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you got to work. You have to pay rent. You, I mean, you can choose to live off the grid, but you know what I mean? Most of us are probably not going to do that. And most of us are probably not going to homestead and, you know, mm-hmm. all of these things. So it's like, how can we integrate in what I think is like the most beautiful experience when I feel like I am in, I don't even want to say this, like when I become aware that I'm in the video game Mm. so that I'm actually playing, Mm. meaning like I understand even in a video game, like you have to get like coins and you have to like, there's things that you have to do to be able to move on right Mm. within the game. And so it's like, that feels very similar in this life too, but it's like, anytime I get two in it and then it's like nah dude like this is just Mm. how can you play i think that part of playing is recognizing that you do have a choice to be on a homestead and recognizing Mm. that like maybe it's not your thing and that's totally okay but then recognizing that you chose not to do it Mm. rather than going i have to do this thing and go to work Mm. because you don't have to and I think there's like this misunderstanding about like, well, this is my only option where like maybe for you in that moment, it may feel like the easiest option or the most comfortable option. Because if you were to do a homestead type of thing, you would have to redo your entire life. So you may think you would have to do, but there is no guarantee that that's actually the case. It's what you are creating in your own reality. It may actually be really easy. We don't know. I don't know. I've never actually tried to do that, but there's, but it's still a choice. So things like rent, it's still a choice. You don't actually have to do that for whatever reason. We just feel like it's the most comfortable thing or the easiest thing, but is it the most comfortable and easiest thing? If we know that there's a choice where we don't have to pay it, like, you know what I mean? So I think yeah. first recognizing that you you have a choice and then that's when you're playing because then you chose what level you want to play on. 
but you have to first recognize that you chose the level. I think a lot of people go, oh, I want to participate in life, not realizing that the, the act of wanting to is the participation itself. But if we keep doing this thing, I think where a lot of people do is this constant, like, always disempowering, mm. always saying, well, I don't have the ability. I don't have the resources. I can't do this. I can't do that. I don't know this. I don't know that. People are regularly in this state of just disempowerment, not realizing or understanding that the empowerment comes from self. And if you are constantly putting yourself aside and downplaying what you already spiritually know to be true, which is you do have a choice, then you're always going to be in like that perpetual cycle. And I always say to people like, I have a muggle job, but that's my choice. And I very much recognize that I choose to do that because I like the resources I get from that. But I also realize that that doesn't have to be my only thing. And then for me, it's very much a situation of it's just resources. I look at it as a form of resources. It's not my life. It's not my meaning it's not my like it doesn't define what I am or who I am or what I do what it does help is get resources and money it strengthens skills that I use for other things that are actually more important for me in my life and it has a purpose for me because I've designated it a purpose however it is not my only option and I think if people realize it's not the only option I think people will probably get a lot farther it just may feel like your easiest option at that time. Well, I think it, a lot of it comes down to, and I'm projecting on everyone who's listening, um, people don't want to be uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing right now that I have to remember. It's like, my life right now is not bad. I, my parents are healthy. I'm healthy. My kids are healthy. Like, it's great. That's more than anybody could ask for. But it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. It's being dialed in nonstop, pushing the boulder up the hill. We've talked about this, you know, mm -hmm. offline where it's like trusting that the visions that I've been given of what I'm supposed to be building, like there's something on the other side of this effing boulder that I'm pu pushing up the hill, right? And then I have to stop and I have to remember like, first of all, this is a choice. I could stop at any time if I really wanted to. And also that... It's just that this is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It's uncomfortable to be in so many unknowns at once. Mm -hmm. But I also know, and this is what I always tell people when they're like, well, I'm scared to step out or do this or do that. And I'm like, the more that you start failing, the more that you start stepping out, the more that you start following that little voice that's inside of you, that listen, the more that you listen to it, it's not going to be such a little voice anymore, mm -hmm. right? You, we've just learned to ignore it and stomp it out and whatever. But the more that you start to do that, then you get evidence, you get evidence that when you follow it, that it works out. Mm -hmm. Even if it doesn't work out, we talked about this mm -hmm. earlier offline too, of like even when it doesn't work out the way that like we would have liked it to, mm -hmm. you know, we're like, didn't want to go on that ride, but that it always works out. Mm -hmm. And so in at least once we begin to step out, then we have that evidence, then we can do things that we thought that we could never do. And that's really the, the place that I'm at personally right now where it's like, I feel like these next few big steps are so big and they are so big, but it's like, well, you've also been preparing for them for a while to be able mm -hmm. to like, to do them, right? That's something I think with our spiritual recognition of choice, mm -hmm. that the more we make choices in service of ourselves, like our physical, like our physical body begins to be able to like handle that uncomfortableness. Mm -hmm. But I have a question then. So then okay. what evidence... What evidence do you need? 
Because for me, I'm hearing you say, you know, pushing this boulder up the hill, right? Hoping that something is on the other side. My mind goes, but you know exactly what's on the other side. No, I know, but it's still my human brain that's going, it'd be nice to see something. It'd be nice but to we see. Know. So, so I know. like, what is that thing, right? The evidence is you saw it already. I know. Like, not everyone gets a vision. Like that, you are 10, not even 10 steps ahead. You have completed the game because you know how the game ends. So then what evidence do you need? I know. I know. This is why I like being your friend. You know? I know. I know. It's, it's, it's truly wild. And I think, I think it's just lonely, mm. honestly. Like, I think, I don't think it has to be, but I think when we choose to live the way that you and I choose to live, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, spiritually empowered and making choices from that place and like, it can be lonely. It can. And now I'm kind of like going off on like a different tangent. But yeah, I'm in this place where like I'm really just wanting to connect with more and like really build up that tribe. Like even that alone of hearing that from you, I'm like, okay, that'll get me through another 12 days. All right, you know? Well, then I will be here in 12 days. What day on the calendar is that? <laughs> and we will re-up because that's what it is. Like yeah. you're not... Pl- pushing a boulder up the hill. Well, you're probably doing, if it feels like a boulder, you're probably in some form of resistance somewhere. Yeah. Because it shouldn't feel like that. You know how the game ends. Like, it's not even a matter of like, how do I play? You're finished. I know. <laughs> you're finished. Your game is over. You finished. It's not a matter of how do I, you play it already. Yeah. And then you won. And then you saw that you won. So what, why are you pushing the boulder? Uh, well, this I, is now my podcast. I, no, I love this. this is why when you sat down, you're like, how are you feeling? I was like, not great. Can you fix me? Like, <laughs> why are you, if you're pushing anything, then you are in a state of resistance. And then that is just going to take it longer to get to you. Because For right sure. now you're just, you just need to let it unfold. Yeah. You're not trying to see what's going to happen. It's not a matter of if I do this thing, will this thing manifest? You already know exactly what manifests. Yeah. You know how, we already talked about that, through spontaneous combustion. You have the answer. You yeah. have the what and you have the how. What's happening is that you're creating resistance because you're trying to force the win. When the win will be when you are ready. I know. Well, and I think that's, well, and I told you, like, there's so much anxiety that's being held in my, well, I don't want to say it's anxiety that's being held in my body, but there's so yeah. much energy in it. Yeah. Um. I mean, and also, yeah, our childcare has been sick for two weeks. So yeah. I've had two young babies at home while trying to do all this while trying. So like there is the, like that is also more of what I speak about when I say like this boulder, because I feel like that's like, all right, throw this baby on my back. All right, throw this baby on my back. Like it still has to get done. And so I think that's a lot of like the spiritual practice and where even when my body starts to be like, Hey, this is too much. Like even earlier we were like, mm. well, can you take a day off? Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to the aquarium tomorrow with my dad and my boys. Like we're just going to play. But that's not a day off. Well, I know, but that's, that's You're about, very much on. That's about as close as I'm going to get until May. Okay. But that's a problem for me. I, <laughs> like as your friend, like hearing that, I find that really unacceptable. Well, you know, I will say if there's anything that I do that's in this that I really do need to work on and implement is like this next level for me, which is exactly what you're saying, which is like, if you've seen it and you know that it works out, then there have to be breaks in between. Like, 
admittedly, I am very much pushing the win because I'm not only the win W-I-N, but also the win W-H-E-N. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just, you know, when you see it and you're like, but it's great, yeah. you know. Um, and I think it's just that there's, I feel so blessed and so grateful that when I get to do things like being on stage or like that audition earlier today, like things like that, where both my purpose and the things that bring me resources collide. Like I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah. there's nothing better, yeah. you know? Um, and you know, when we talk about choice, it's like, we chose to move from LA to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We chose to keep our kids home with us so that we could have those touch points and really watch them grow when they're really mm-hmm. little. And, you know, we've chosen all of these things. And that's the other part of that, like, relax back down, mm-hmm. relax back down, relax back down. Um, but I also feel like I'm the spiritual head of my household. Mm-hmm. And maybe I need to, like, set that crown down from time to time because I think I feel a lot of... Um, this is now just a therapy session. I hope everybody knows, mm-hmm. but I feel a lot. She just raised her eyebrows. Oh, I wish you guys could see. She was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're in it now. Um, but I think I feel, and I do share this cause I think this is probably true for a lot of people listening where it's like, I do feel the sense of responsibility. Again, this is that boulder that I talk about where it's like, if I continue to have blind faith, if I continue to know what the vision is, then. But it's not blind faith. What You're not it? blind. Oh, interesting. You very much can see it. You're not blind at all. You can see it. But see, this is why, A, we should hang out more. And B, that it is, it, but it, see, it's hard. It's really hard to find, oh, let me not say that. I have not had a lot of experience of finding uh, and retaining uh, like relationships and friends with people mm. like yourself. Mm. I've had a lot of people kind of like come in and then they're like, and we're out. Mm-hmm. And so there's been a lot of like quick fire lessons. I feel like that a lot of people have come in to share with me, but also cause now we're just being super vulnerable. Why not? There's also a part of me now that gets like a little um, nervous when I meet somebody that I feel very, um, spiritually attracted to because then I'm like, Oh motherfucker, is this just another lesson? And then this person's going to leave again Mm. because a lot of the people who have come in and I've had that like almost a tractor beam and not in a negative way. Cause I think we can do that sometimes with, uh, you know, people that trigger old parts mm-hmm. of ourselves, but where I'm really like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to meet this person or be in their presence or whatever. And I feel super connected to them. A lot of times, at least in the last two years on the other side of that is like, okay, mm-hmm. thanks for coming. Like not officially, they're not like, hey, I'm leaving or I'm not going to be your friend mm-hmm. anymore or anything like that. But that's been the pattern. And so I think that's something that I'm really missing because I do get to spend a lot of time with myself. Like even though I'm not taking full day breaks, which I need to, especially as it starts to get nicer and go just sit in the park all day by myself. That's just what I need to do. So nothing that makes me feel better. You know what I realized the other day? What do you realize? And then we're going to come back to you. Okay. But this has been great being on your podcast. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Um, That the word forest Mm -hmm. is literally broken down into for rest. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's why I love being amongst the trees. Mm. Is it, it literally that's it's in the word. 
Mm. At least in the English translation. But, you know. <laughs> but I also think, too, with, like, your situation, like, rests, I feel like, is woven in there. Yeah. You were given the end result. You were also given the instructions, which, from my understanding, you've completed or nearly completed. So the only thing left for you to do is to sit down, not take the crown off. You can very much wear the crown and also sit down. That's why there are thrones Oh, right. They're all sitting. Mm. Every one of them are sitting because when you don't, when you don't know what to do, you sit, you sit still. If oh, that can make them, me cry. Yeah. Like if you were just up running around, if every king and queen was up running around, they would be doing what you are currently doing, which is running themselves ragged, overthinking. You need to stillness. You need calm. You need poise. That's how you run a kingdom. You can't run a kingdom by being tired, overworked, not getting enough rest, not eating when you're supposed to. There are too many people involved, too many lives involved, too many major decisions that need to be made. And the person making the decision needs to have a level of poise, calm, and grace to not only the kingdom, but to themselves as well. Every organization that I've ever seen ever that had issues with the leadership are people that don't know how to sit down. Mm. They are people who are surrounded by advisors and I've watched advisors say to them, you need a break, you need to rest, you need to sit down. And then they don't. And then they run what they've built into the ground. You are building something. We've already talked about it. You already know how big it's supposed to get. If you're doing this, when it's that size, it's not gonna sustain itself. You need to know how to sit in your strength and you need to know how to sit in your peace. Because everything around you is going to be super chaotic. You don't need to be chaotic too. The only way it's going to calm down is if you're calm. Yeah. That's the only way. You can't run things on chaotic energy, at least not well. I know. I know. And I've, I, I, I just, we just need a moment of silence for yeah. how beautiful that was. I was mm -hmm. like, you should tell everybody where they can find you right now. Right. Caroline, who's my assistant right hand, who's watching. And she's like, I've never been so glad that Rachel's <laughs> received information before. And, but I think you're so right. And I, a, I think it's a few things. I think it's generational. Mm -hmm. I, I've seen people in my family do that a lot. Um, and I, I know that it's a really big cycle. I also think a lot of it is, um, and it, this could also make me emotional, but there's, I don't think it's conscious, but I think it's what contributes to this, like it's got to get done now energy, or if I don't do it, then it's not going to get done is for so many years where I had so many opportunities and I just was drinking or I was scared and I, I didn't show up fully for them. So there's this feeling now of like, but I like I can do it and I'm going to show you how I can do it. And also, you know, the other thing that I'm very grateful for about this part of my life is, oh, I'm learning what's too fast because I know what's not enough. Mm -hmm. I did that for a long time. And now I'm learning as I had to go and eat my lunch laying down in my front yard because my body was so dysregulated and not grounded. <laughs> like yeah, Alex, like that's that. You're, you want to run an empire? Like I this? know. Alex came out and he goes, you need anything? <laughs> I just have a bowl on my belly and I'm like, no, nope, I'm good. So oh, no. We have to, I have spilled. Oh, actually, that's very surprising. Oh, it didn't spill? It did. 
Oh. But it's like a trickle. Oh, okay. Well, that's okay. That's because you're magical. Um, I'll clean it up when we finish. No, no big deal. No big My deal. My apologies for that. But I think you, I think you're exactly right, which is, well, we know that you are, but mm-hmm. um, I, I also had to learn what is too fast and what is too much. And I think that's again, where this feeling where I was like, is everybody just run around? This is what everybody's doing. Like, yeah. no wonder everybody feels insane. Mm-hmm. And no wonder everybody feels like they can't do it. And no wonder that everybody feels like the other thing that I've run into a lot is too many things will end up on the calendar. And then some weeks I can do that many things and it's no problem. And then some weeks it's not going to get done. And, you know, and knowing because it's the people pleaser in me where I'm like, oh, there was a small performance thing I had to cancel recently literally could not be less of a big deal. But in my mind, I'm like, but if I cancel with them, then they're going to be like, oh, she could never. I'm like, great. But it's so funny because I, I said the same thing to you and you were like, but it's not that big deal. Just cancel it. Yeah. Like, I know. Like, what are you, why are you freaking But there out? were so many things that I said to you in that conversation. I walked away and I was like, I'm pretty sure that was also <laughs> all for me. I'm pretty sure that was all for me. Um, but yes, absolutely. I, um, even throughout the course of this conversation, I can feel myself like coming back into my body and being like, okay. But also too, there's no such thing as it's not going to get done. Yeah. And the reason for that is again, you've already seen it, which means everything that was supposed to get done, got done. Yeah. It got done. Yeah. Like you already know. Am I going to finish this thing? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you finish it because you know the outcome already. I know you just don't know when you do it. And that's the part that's driving you crazy. But like, if you already know that it got finished in the end, I know, but that's the true faith part, right? It's not faith. Well, I guess <laughs> you well, see what it. word, then what word should I use? Cause here's my it's thing. It's not anything. I think you're assigning yeah. a definition to something that doesn't need a definition. It is complete. Yeah. The whole thing from beginning to end is complete. It has completed itself and you know, it's complete because you saw it. If you can see it, it means it exists because you can't see non-existence because non-existence is non-existence. If you can see it, then it exists. It means it was complete. So there isn't anything to do. There isn't anything to have faith over. It's just at this point, you're just letting life unfold and you're letting your timeline catch up to what you already see and what you already know. But there isn't faith. There's no faith required. I mean, if you need it, I don't think it's working for you. <laughs> right? But like... Oh. Here's yeah. the clip. Like, clip I, it. <laughs> like you don't need it. Oh, that's so funny. Because you see it. Yeah. People that use faith are people that have dreams. And this is part of life too, right? There's all, you always experience like goals or dreams or whatever that you want to accomplish and you see nothing, right? Now that is where you're using faith. And that is when you're blind faith because you see nothing. You are moving blind. That is when you may be pushing a boulder up a hill. But if you already know the outcome, my question to you is why are you pushing anything? You should be in your forest with a cute little ice cream cone bird watching because you already know how it ends there is no well how do i play the game you played it and you know spoiler alert you beat it and you won you already played the game so you're trying to replay a game that you already beat and then you're pulling your hair out because you feel like i don't remember the rules well do you why do you need to you won already yeah do people pay you thousands of dollars for this they or sh- what? They should. They should. No, I think you're absolutely right. And I'm very, very grateful for your honesty, for your insight, mm. for all that. I'm very, very grateful for that. And I think that 
especially yesterday when I was eating lunch, laying down in my front yard, um, was where, and, and in my mind I was like, oh, this is did what. Did he get a video? Because no, that is a clip. But I did, I did tell Caroline that I took a video the other day um, when I was having a panic attack. So I was like, just people have to Wait, see this. Wait, hold on. I'm processing. He, and he left you there? <laughs> he just oh, was yeah. like, oh. Because he's, also, he's also just at his brink. Like, he's also just like, I don't know, man. If that's what you need for yourself right now, that's all good. I've got. <laughs> he was like, my wife is currently in the yard. You know, I know somebody in my, I won't say her name. Because she may not appreciate it. <laughs> but, you know, when that happened to her, she ended up having to go away to a facility. And I know I'm saying this laughing, but, like, she was at such the brink that she didn't fix it. Aww. That she would just lay down and then get back up and then go back to work. That she ended up in a facility. Yeah. So, you know... I would like that you that doesn't happen to you. Yeah, no, I don't think I'm headed. I don't think I'm headed to a facility <laughs> anytime soon. I, well, friend, <laughs> that story doesn't sound good. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm, like, I'm it being is concerning. Like, it really is concerning that it's gotten you, especially like for me, it's it's wild for my mind to like even process that because my mind is like, but you know where you're going for sure. But again, keep in mind, I have two kids under two. Is it the kids that I'm? No, it's not that. But again, I think it's this perfect storm of two kids under two. They both have been really sick they have. the last two weeks. Then at the exact same time, I haven't had childcare for two weeks. So you're overwhelmed. You're just so, overwhelmed. Well, yeah, because I, Alex and I have to pass them back and forth. I had the audition I can't talk about because I signed multiple NDAs, but I had that big audition this morning, so that had to get done. So there are things. It's, it, I think it's finding this balance between, like I said, it was like, ah, this is what's too much. Mm. Like now being able to find... <sighs> Do you know what I mean? Okay, like, like I gotcha. because I wasn't doing, not that I wasn't doing anything when, uh, when I was still drinking, but I was, I was not going to get to where I wanted to be because I was muting everything. And then I went through the process of healing and figuring, uh, you know, I'm not, never healed. Okay. But relax, keep going with me of healing and working through that, working on my self-empowerment, my worth, et cetera. And then all of these visions started to come in, right? Because I was ready to receive them. So now we're at this precipice where, it's like, okay, the next few big things are really big things. They're buying a building. It's getting like Huge. a, you know, a very large sum of money from a bank that like, hopefully I'll make that money back and I can pay them back, mm -hmm. right? There are these really big things that I know, because again, I've seen it. it. It is all of those things. But when all of those things are kind of happening all at the same time and they are these unknowns, it's just a lot to process at once while also, you know, kind of working full time. So, so I will say again, where it's like, I do get that rest. I make sure I come down here. I stretch, I rest in the morning. I do all, you know, my meditations and things like that. I make sure that like I get 10,000 steps a day. So I'm getting outside and like, you know, I'm using my tools and pulling on all of those things. I mean, everything that I talk about here on this podcast and so I think that's why, although my body is, I'm also learning how to actually read my body, meaning like, oh, my body, it's not, it's not here to go, oh, I'm anxious. That's not why. It's here to go, oh, here's why. Here's mm -hmm. this. Pay attention that when you do too much of this, my body responds. So it's starting to realize like, oh, my body actually communicates with me. Um, so, you know, it's all those things and, um, 
Yeah. So it's just learning a new level of the video game is really Mm -hmm. where it's at and going, oh, I can't keep trying to just like dive from this side to that side. Like Mm -hmm. you have to catch a star in the middle or like whatever it is. But um, I'm I'm in this new level of the video game and it feels really fun and it feels really good. But all of the tools that I've had have gotten me to this place. And now it's time to develop even deeper an even deeper knowing, which I think is why I was so, it feels so profound when you were like, you know, queens have a, th- a throne for a reason. And so that, like, really letting that just kind of like live in my body and sink into my body um, so that we continue to operate from that place. Because to your point, right, it's like anybody that's running a big business or an empire or a kingdom at that point, like, you are still moving multiple pieces at any given time. But if you can do it all from like that, your energy is in one place, mm-hmm. then you're able to do it. So for me, it's just learning, learning that balance is really mm-hmm. where I'm at. I talk about like this concept of like a chessboard a lot. Like life is like a game of chess. But I think at that level, I think people are trying to figure out how they're maneuvering on the board, not necessarily realizing that like sometimes it's just your board yeah. and your job is to maneuver the pieces, but you're not a piece on yeah. the board because the board is yours. It's yeah. your game being that's, that's being played. You don't yeah. need to be a piece that's moving on it. I mean, not unless you feel like it's gonna be helpful yeah. for you, but yeah. you're just watching it unfold. Yeah. Well, and a lot of it is, you know, I also have to remember that like I'm very ADD. So there's a lot of things that are like, super easy for other people's brains just mm. to do. And my brain always wants to go, nope, nope. Like we're always trying to like skip. Like what? Like what? Um, even like most people can, their alarm goes off. They can get up and out of bed. They're going to go into their bathroom. They're going to brush their teeth, put their contacts in, brush their hair, like whatever those simple things are. Then you're going to go into the kitchen. Like there's so many steps. I know this sounds very silly, but for people who are neurodivergent, they're probably nodding their head. Like even from the moment I get up, knowing that there's so many steps from like getting out of bed, even just to like getting breakfast, like Mm -hmm. in my belly, there's like so many steps. So my brain has to like slow down and be like, okay, we're going to do our morning routine. And now we're going to move to the kitchen to feed our body. And like, that's fighting like eight-year-old child Rachel of like, okay, time to go. We got to go. We got to go. How would you want to do it then? How would you prefer to do it? Now? Yeah. I think that's a good question. And I think that's what I'm, I think that's the phase of life that I'm in right now, which is, um, I'm, it's not an option for me or it's not an option I'm choosing to be a stay-at-home mom. I don't think that that would make me feel fulfilled or I would feel in my purpose. I'm also not interested in sending my children off to you know preschool or whatever from 7 a.m. until 6 p.m. five days a week right. because that's also not, I'm not interested in that choice either. So it's finding what are these balances, but we've also come to the place where like, well, having them home all of the time, like this is no longer working. This is not sustainable for me or for them. Right. So I just share that of like, that's even just a, cause I think we'll get more in the weeds of like, you know, how do I brush my teeth or this or that? No, I ask because I don't do any of that. I don't follow that, that sort of. Okay. Well, routine. when I didn't have kids, I was the same. When I didn't okay. have kids, there's so many of these things that I'm 
that I'm talking about that were not at all an issue. Because here's the thing. If I don't take care of myself before my kids get, before my kids are up, then that's it. Mm. The day is, it starts Mm. because you start with mommy, mommy, I need, I mean, it's the most beautiful way to start your day for sure. But I'm very cognizant now of, you know, if I don't center myself, that's why I've got to get up at five thirty, six o'clock. I come down here, I stretch, I, you know, do my Apollo Santo. I do like whatever it is that I need. I've got my sound bowl up there. Um, whatever it is that I need, those attunements have to happen for myself before seven, seven thirty when my kids wake up. Because then otherwise it's 3 PM. I haven't showered. I've mm-hmm. had hard boiled eggs and a banana. Caroline and I are on zoom. We're going, you know, and that's what's not sustainable anymore. So I think it's, being aware of like what the chess pieces are now mm-hmm. and being like, what is the most ideal way to play this game? And then how can we account for most of life is not ideal, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when you have kids. Cause then you're, you know, if they get sick, like they're sick now and then our childcare was sick. Like there's just a lot of things that like, you're gonna have to, again, throw on your back and keep going. Right. That's just kind of the, the soldier on like, all right, this is what it is today. So like, we're going to keep moving and not meaning that that has to be hard, but I think there definitely has to be that sense of acceptance. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of what I teach with manifestation, following your vision and all those things, because I think there's so much beauty and play in our choices and in that spiritual path that you and I speak about. And I think what gets people off of their path a lot of the time is when they experience hardship or uncomfortability like what I've experienced the last couple of weeks Um, and experienced this winter, right? I lost two grandparents three weeks apart um, and very grateful to be able to celebrate their lives with a lot of disruption of going up and back and doing that with two little kids. Like it just was a lot to do in a small period of time. So again, I have enough tools now where I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go out, I'm going to drink or I'm going to, you know, do any of these other things that aren't in service of myself. I'm going to accept, "Mm, this is hard. This is not the most comfortable Mm -hmm. time in my life. What tools do we have? What can we do so that we can keep going forward? Um, I don't know how I got there from brushing our teeth. I don't know how we got there either. Um, (laughs) Wait, but tell me about your morning. My morning is however I I want it to be. And so there is no structure and it changes every day. Okay. There's no order either. And, you know, there are times when I am in the kitchen brushing my teeth while actively making coffee. People would say that those two things don't go together. Are you going to drink the coffee? The answer to that is yes. (laughs) I will also do that. And so um, I just do whatever works for me at that time. Yeah. Because if it doesn't, then I'm going to be on a floor somewhere in the closet crying. And so I realize it has to work for me. Or eating a bowl of food in your front yard. Or not that. (laughs) I do have neighbors and a very active HOA. And so no... Right. But I will say there would be tears. Sure. Yeah. It just doesn't work for me to have to, to do it that way. And so because and, and I also don't really understand the order of it. Now, I do understand, like, when you have kids, the need for a routine. Yeah. That makes sense to me. But like me personally, no. Yeah. Sometimes I'll have half an outfit on. One half of the body is still in pajamas. The other half is fully dressed, ready to go for the day. Now, will I get fully dressed? Will there will the other half be ready at some point? Yeah. Yes. 
Can I tell you when that will occur? No. Yeah. But I've also become really okay with that. Yeah. And I also think too, working from home has like lended the privilege to be able to do that because then I can do it in a way that, that works for me. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, I'll eat half a toast, a half a piece of toast and then come back at one and be like, Oh, my toast. And then I do that too, but it. it's just because my kids distract me, but I'm happy to know There's, I'm not the yeah, only one. No distractions, just feeling man, vibes, yeah. you know, just vibing over but here. But I think, I think that that's, you know, the thing that I've really learned about rhythms or routine versus flow is that's also a rhythm and flow. Mm -hmm. Meaning like there are some times where things are super structured in my life because they need to be versus sometimes where it's like, all right, we're going to kind of do this. We're going to do that. And, and my work is like that. You know, it's sometimes where, all right, we're flowing along with something else and then we'll get an opportunity and it's like, all right, great. So, you know, same thing, resources. We're going to go where the money goes. Mm -hmm. You want to pay us to do this thing? Great, we'll take this job. We're not really stoked on, but whatever. We'll mm -hmm. do a great job and we'll make it, you know, good good paycheck. Um, so I've, I've really had to find that because I think, again, the ADD little kid in me is like, well, I want this consistent routine, but my life doesn't lend itself to that. You know, it's like we, my husband and I work from home and, you know, it's, it's us and, and a couple of employees and, and that's it. And we just kind of, you know, I have to be in that, that flow state of knowing what is it that I need to do. And I think similarly, you know, even with like my morning routine, sometimes it's, oh, I would rather sleep in for an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I need this morning is an extra hour and a half of sleep mm -hmm. versus come, you know, getting up and coming down here and you know, doing breath work or whatever else I mean, it is. sometimes I'll say to myself, okay, so what dies? And the answer typically is nothing. Yeah. What's on fire? Nothing, really. Now, does something feel urgent? And is my mind trying to trick me into making me feel like it's the end of the world? Probably. But, like, what's, like, who is currently on a stretcher? Is there a paramedic outside? Is there a real emergency here? Do we need to call a doctor? And usually the answer to all of that is no. And then yeah. what I realize once I get to a no, then I go, all right, five more minutes. And then that's when I roll back over and I, I go back to sleep because at that point, why, you know, this whole hustle and bustle thing that we've got going on personally, I don't, I also don't think that that there's no, that wasn't spiritual either. Yeah. We're the only animal in the animal kingdom that will work ourselves into the grave. The only one yet you have chihuahuas living their best life, manifesting like it's nobody's business, first class because they manifested the most beautiful owner handler that they could have ever <laughs> manifested. They go everywhere. They're always full because they have not only their kibble, but they also have the best of the best food. And they do nothing but nap all day. Every animal just sleeps, eats, poops, Maybe wakes up for a little bit. They play a little bit. Then they go back to sleep. We are the only animal that for whatever reason has chosen that that did not work for us when we had lives where at one point it did. Yeah. It worked very well. Well, and I think even with what you're sharing, that's something that I'm really integrating. Again, going back to like, you know, being the the queen and building this um, or living my way into the vision, I suppose. Um, Letting it unfold. Which is... Um, it is difficult to be able to do it my way, meaning it can, but there's still a lot of people that are stuck in old paradigms of ways that things are done or like, especially within, you know, 
everything I'm doing is within entertainment and Hollywood and you know, the goal is to have so much money from other projects that like, I don't need that route. So mm-hmm. I can show you how it can be done. Right. Um, like wasn't, it was Spanx and she was the CEO mm-hmm. that was a female and gave everybody like a $10,000 bonus mm-hmm. and she still made like millions of dollars. And it was like, yeah, everybody can be happy. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so again, it was showing like, yeah, there are other ways that we can do this. Mm-hmm. There are other ways that this can be done. And I feel like not only do I want to be able to do that for myself, but I want to be able to show that to my kids. And I want to be able to show that to many other creators where it's like, you don't have to do it the way that they said that you have to do it because that's why you're feeling frustrated. That's why you're feeling like you're not picked. That's why you're feeling, and ultimately none of us are creating art because we want to be picked. Yeah. You know, at the, at the heart of it. I don't, I don't think that's why anybody creates because they want to be picked. They create because that's the way they see the world. Mm Um, wow. Well, you know, I hate to say that this is the best episode we've ever done, but you know, I'll tell you what, it's probably one of the ones I've enjoyed the most. (laughs) I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. I had so many other things I wanted to talk to you about. Um, Did I just derail it? No, it was great. It was great. This was free therapy for me. You know what I mean? This was great. Um, No, but I think it's just interesting. I did want to touch on before we go, Mm because I do think it's really important because it's also a lot of the work that, I do in the language that I use to be able to, no pun intended, demystify for people this idea of mysticism or spirituality, psychics, mediumship, all of these things, because everybody feels as though it's other. And I don't think that at all. I think it's very much the thing. Mm -hmm. We've just, again, we've created this life for ourselves where it is other. Um, but it's very much here and around us all the time. So I was just curious if you had a bone to pick on that of as somebody who does this work, mm-hmm. how do you feel like, how do you feel like what the work really is versus how people view it or talk about the work? Yeah. Well, I think the difference is kind of annoying for me, but I also feel like there are people who do the work who also carry that too right like the pop culture type of idea about what this is versus you know let me back up there's a difference between like someone that's like a psychic or a mystic or a medium and like that's all they do versus someone that is like a healer and their intent is to heal and bring understanding and clarity to the world it's intention that's very different and unfortunately the majority of people are not moving with that intention so there's an aspect to it where you do have like psychics and mediums who are legit but they don't have that intention and so i find that area to be kind of predatory Mm. but then there's also this whole other like group who are none of the things they're just out here regular can't see anything at all and they're making a whole lot of money and i think that that is what the media is actually biting on Mm. and um it's unfortunate because the people that are actually doing the work leading with that intention which by the way requires a lot of experience it's hard you can't heal or facilitate healing without first having to have gone through it by yourself and if you are working with people who are going through it and i work with people that are going through it the only way that i would have an ability to relate to those people is because i went through it myself yep because i went through something that mirrored what they're actually experiencing and so i have an ability to empathize and to speak to that but that requires an immense amount of work myself hardship 
the revealing of personal trauma, reliving trauma in order to figure out where it actually came from, learning and understanding patience with myself, but other people, grace with myself, but other people, and being able to empathize, not necessarily agree with people, not share the same opinion, not think everyone is great, but there's an aspect of it that requires you to understand humanity, and humanity is very complex at times flawed it can be right at least that's how my human brain interprets it right like from the spiritual perspective everyone goes we're not flawed you know right right but um our choices are yeah they definitely can be and but it's still being able to still understand that yeah because when you are working with people people tell you stories yeah and they recognize that sometimes they've made those choices that weren't the best you know, and to be in a space where you can still hold space for that and that's clear of judgment, that takes an immense amount of work. And it's not just flinging cards out, making a whole lot of money. However, the ones that flinging are doing that, out. flinging cards, do make a lot of money. And then there's that movie that's coming out called Tarot. Did you see the trailer for that? No. It is this movie. It's, it's, it's nothing but like ghouls and goblins and a haunted house. And every car is haunted and you're calling upon some entity. It's crazy. Okay. Yeah. So here, now I'm pissed and I haven't even seen it. Yeah. Here's the reason why all of that irritates me. And even like just the idea of like witches or ghouls or this or big or bad. Or, like, here's the thing is the most human experience is typically collective. Meaning, and I say this all the time, that our most unique experiences are hidden in the specificities of our lives. Right? Like, so many people that we could connect with that we would have no idea if we were actually honest mm-hmm. about the shit that's going on in our life, the things that we're choosing to, that we're experiencing and or maybe I was right the first time, choosing to experience. And that's the thing I think that I get the most frustrated about with whether it's like healing or spirituality or any of these modalities, which is like the truth is actually the most basic and boring thing. Like mm-hmm. it should not feel so radical. Mm-hmm. Like the the thought that like, you know, ooh, forest, it's for rest. Mm-hmm. Or like, that's why queens have thrones. Like it should not be this thing where we're all like, oh my God, and now I've seen the light. Like these are very, they're, it's almost in the same way of like right now, they're like the, it's not spring outside, mm-hmm. it's winter. So mm-hmm. just be quiet. We don't need you to do anything. In fact, the world is showing you, the, the literal planet that you live on is showing you that you don't need to do anything. Mm-hmm. And so- our our ability to overcomplicate life i think is actually the antithesis mm-hmm. of spirituality mm-hmm. and so the people who sell it to you that and i know sometimes people are always like i don't why do you always like make fun of you know like spiritual white women and it's like well because for some reason that sector of people that are doing this work in my opinion mm. are a lot of what it's where it's just it's like these retreats and like kiwi smoothies and i'm like if you think that's what a dark night of soul is like just hit my hit me over the head with a mm. hammer okay that's not what it is and so i think that's also and whatever they're on their own journeys of like trying to find themselves or whatever but the point is where it's like when that we like things that are pretty. So it makes sense that, you know, this beautiful woman or whatever would have all these followers, but it's like, then we're just doing that same thing, which is we're not actually heeding the call. We're not really hearing, we're not really listening. And because again, it goes back to the thing of, we don't want to be uncomfortable. So I also think that's not everyone's job to, I think if the, the amount of responsibility it would require 
to heed the call. My God, the amount of people don't want to do that much work. I think that like, yeah. even when it comes to like, you know, the retreat baddies, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I can easily look at them and be like, oh my God, they're making all this money. And here I am over here doing work, you know, but looking at them, people resonate with that because I think that that's is as far as they can go. Yes. I think, yes, I find it really shallow, but not that, I find like the people inherently shallow, but because it's so much and the amount of work, like the amount of work you have to do to get to simplicity, the amount of work you have to do to be like, actually all of this means nothing. You have to feel like everything means so much, which means as it breaks down, as it falls apart, you're looking at your reality that meant so much to you and then learning that it means absolutely nothing. And that is, that can break people. And so I find it shallow but I also understand that like not everyone can really handle that and so where they are is exactly where they are in their journey at this moment and it may be step one and they could potentially be looking at me thinking that I sound really pretentious because oh what step does she think she on and I will say I don't I think I cried a little bit too much to still be on step one but it is step one but that's where the masses are and I think it's a beautiful thing because then you have teachers like yourself who are past that that when those people graduate from that level they need somebody. Yeah. So where do they go? Well, I don't know. And I'm trying to find those people, but it's far and few between. And They'll again, find you. and it's, it's not, again, it's not being like, because I've really done the work. So follow me. Right. Like that's, that's not where I just do the same thing. I'm like, I'm and so you can, come, you can come to my <laughs> retreat. That's, that's not what I mean to say, but I think you're so right. And that, that just felt so true to me where it's like, that's as far as most people can go. Mm-hmm. And a and, lifetime by too, not and, even. And I need to have a little bit more compassion for that because I think it's, I'm, it's, I mean, it's also the comedian in me. I mean, it's the comedic lens for me to be like, oh, that's what we're doing, you know? But I think the very high spiritual part of me is also going, yeah, of course. Of course, you're going to think that you're really healing something because you cried a little bit about your parents' divorce yeah. when you were surrounded by, you know, like the most beautiful things in Hawaii for a week. Oh my God, and then- see, now this is the show. Okay, so <laughs> the part where people start to hate us, this oh, is it. Yeah. This, is, this is the content. This is the content. Because um, I was thinking, like, honestly, to really get to a point where you're really doing healing, you have to, you, there has to be pain. Yes. You have to feel it. And and it's unfortunate because people go, "Well, why do you how do you how do you wake up, you know, and you have to feel pain?" It's because that is when you that's when you you discover compassion. You can't develop compassion without first understanding truly what it means to hurt. And sympathizing is one thing. You may understand it in theory and you may get the concept, but to feel it yourself as a human, to feel your humanity be feeling like it's being taken from me, feeling it getting stretched, feeling it like, oh my God, this can end tomorrow, feeling like maybe you don't want to continue tomorrow. To actually explore the depths of your own humanity is truly what helps you understand somebody else and their experience and their own humanity. Going to the beach for a retreat and like making Zen gardens is not going to be where you're going to get it. Now, I do think that it's necessary because a Zen garden will teach you stillness. It'll teach you the skills of meditation, which is what you need to be still. Like there are things that come out of that that's important, but like that true aspect of humanity or uh, spirituality is ugly. 
It is confusing when you're really in the throes of it. It is super painful. It And it's not fun. And it's something that a lot of spiritual teachers, when they're really going through it, contemplate quitting leaving all together they don't want to do it they think they've gone crazy because they eat food laying down in their lawns yes right because it is not running around in a flowy dress yes just drinking kombucha 100 and i'm also like it can be that and also it is i think that's the other thing where i'm like when you're really doing this work it's gonna come back around mm-hmm. like that's again that's the the place that I'm in right now which is I'm like I I there is this part of me where I'm not scared of what I'm feeling because I've been here before right and it's like I'm not but it is more of that of like I was in meditation this morning it was like and how much more can you let go Mm. can you let go even more just keep shedding just keep shedding right Mm -hmm. and um it's the spiritual version of just keep swimming and I like and so I think that people are like, oh, right, like I'm healed now. I did that work. And it is that of like, well, healing is linear. So however many times you want to keep going in, you can go in again and again and again. And I think that, and then we feel more empowered, right? Because I know whenever I go under, meaning like I imagine it like mm-hmm. a wave and it pulls you under, I know that when I come up again, there's more clarity. Mm-hmm. I know when I come up again, there's more skill. I know when I come up again, there's more gratitude, right? There's more creativity. Mm-hmm. There's more resources, all of these things. So anytime I go under now, as best I can, I try not to panic. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think you're so right and that's, so I don't mean to like blind pitch where it's like, and so that's why you should come to the misfit light. But the other entity that I have, and it's called the misfit light because it is that where I'm like, we are all misfits. And when we're really choosing to experience our human experience, it's going to make you feel like an outcast. But the true reality is that we're a collective of them and that it's all of us in here together. And we've experienced different things and we've experienced them for different reasons and at different times and all these things. But actually what's working against us is denying that part of our humanity, mm-hmm. is denying things that don't feel good or, or aren't pretty. Or, and I think that's sometimes what I come, you know, to bring it back home to where we started, where I struggle with this idea of like influencer, again, not that anyone's calling Rachel Force an influencer, but meaning like even putting myself out there in a capacity outside of comedian actor, mm-hmm. right? Because that's not... Rachel, that's a version of Rachel. Mm -hmm. When I'm talking as a spiritual teacher, you're getting the most raw version of me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like even everything we talked about today and like, it's very vulnerable and very raw and very real of what I'm experiencing and what I'm going through right now. But I feel like it's so much more beneficial for the people on the other side that are listening because I know it was podcasts like these that got me through when I first got sober and I'm driving to Santa Monica to a bartending job. And I'm, you know, like all of these things where it's like, I'm just putting one foot in front of the other and trusting that there's some sort of resolve at the other side of that experience. Mm -hmm. And that I think it is our job, um, to share what is real about it and then be like and then great if you want to go drink kiwi smoothies you know in tibet like good on you but I like mean, and i love a smoothie like i will i had a smoothie last night actually it was delicious it had pineapple in it and there was some strawberries and some bananas in it and i think it was great but i want to tell you it took a lot of tequila before i actually made it to that smoothie yeah i'll never forget once when i was in the, the brink of mine and my woes where i every i would leave for work during lunch and then i would drive home and tropical smoothie i would get a smoothie 
drive home, put tequila in the smoothie, and then go back to work. And I'm like saying this, but this was years ago, so I'm hoping they just like let me off the hook or whatever. But I'll never forget being in an elevator and I had a, a colleague say, you're so pleasant when you come back from lunch. Like, what do you do? And I'm holding my tropical smoothie with tequila in it in a government building, by the way. <laughs> This was your, at this point, this was probably like over 10 years ago. That's okay. We're not going to hold you to it. You know what I mean? But like, I was so, but that's where I was. Yes. You know what I mean? And it took a long time before there was no more tequila in that smoothie. It yeah. took a really long time before I got Or there. where you could be pleasant without it. Or I can be pleasant without it, where I didn't feel like I needed it, where I wasn't using it as a crutch because my life was falling apart and my reality was ripping at the seams. And... I'm, I'm telling you, a beach, we wouldn't have done it. It would have been nice for yeah. a day, but yeah. there would have been no healing there. There would have been no resolve. There would have been no understanding. Sometimes the best things that can happen to you in life is that you break. Yep. That's that's it. That The rock bottom. Yep. And people go, oh, this is the worst part of my life, but now you can stand up. Yep. And the issue is you weren't really standing up the first time. Yep. You weren't standing there with your shoulders back, squared, with your chin up, with your confidence, addressing the world as it should be addressed, as you fully and who you were. Sometimes it takes you being broken down at the seams, hitting rock bottom before you finally, can I curse? Sure. Say, fuck it. And then you stand up and then you are now who you are. It takes the bottom for you to meet yourself and then prior to you meeting yourself people go oh i feel like an outcast nobody really truly understands me nobody knows me for who i well do you know you do yeah. you understand you do you know why you do the things that you do or why you say the things that you say you don't because if someone has a critique now you're over here feeling embarrassed feeling hurt feeling apologetic and mm -hmm. i will say with that yeah go is those feelings still exist even when you know who you are. Yep. Like well, that's, and that's a whole nother part. I know, of but I'm, in. but I, but I'm like, but that's, that's the other thing I think that I'm also wanting to teach people who are already on the level, the people that are there, which is like, when you share things that are real for you and mm -hmm. then people are still like, mm, not for mm -hmm. me. Like, yeah, that's going to hurt. That hurts. But at least it hurts and people don't like you for who you actually are. Right. Like, so I think again, this idea that we think that we can outrun or outlive or, somehow negotiate to where life is always going to be comfortable and it's going to look a certain way. That's not playing the game. Yeah. That's not really being but you're in not it. comfortable now. But that's the thing. You know? So you want life to be comfortable, but you hate your life. You don't like, like you don't like where you are. You're yeah. not comfortable now. You're where you're upset about whatever relationship that you feel like you're in. You hate your job. You feel like your friends aren't really true friends. You hate the city that you live in. So you're not actually comfortable now. So you're doing all of these things to avoid getting uncomfortable, to change your life, to make the choice yeah. to play the game. When you're not even comfortable now. Well, and I, amen. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, choose your heart. I know if you guys, I know a lot of y'all listen to the podcast pretty religiously and you're probably tired of hearing me say that, but I'm like, well, what was easier? What was easier when I was just like drinking all the time and drowning it out and living with somebody who I had no business living with and like kind of doing the work? It's like, okay, so maybe I have days where I got to go lay on the ground to be able to ground myself and eat my lunch because that's the coping tool that I have because things are hard right now. Great. At least things that are hard right now, you're doing them and you're doing them fully fucking awake. And you sit back up. It's like, well, that's true, you know.
Because we had to move on with the day. Yeah. But, uh, not, but not everyone will stand back up. No, I know. And, and I think that's the thing too, again, going back to that idea of evidence of like, the more that you do, the more that you shed away, the more that you sit there and go, is this the end of the world? Is this on fire? Is this like, you will realize that that emergency, that anxiety is not real. And that's so much of even what this podcast is about, where I'm like, I think so much of our unease in our society, in modern society as we know it, is the dissonance between how we actually feel and how we're told that we all feel. So when you look around and every image shows like, well, if you drink this and you're going to feel really good. And if you buy these jeans and your butt's going to look really good. And if you do this, then you're, so we're all out here just buying as much shit, having it delivered in less than 24 hours, thinking that's going to make us feel better and then it doesn't make us feel better. So then we're just drinking all this stuff. And then now, you know, like, I don't know how else for people to understand that to your point, it's like, yeah, you have to fucking meet yourself and yeah. you have to sit with some of these things and you have to be okay for allowing that to unfold so that you can begin to look at society as like Dave and Busters. It's like, oh, these are all just choices. Mm -hmm. And these are all, you know, it's like, that may work again for some people where, you know, I, I think about that a lot in spiritual spaces when we talk about food and eating and all this stuff. And I talk about this a lot of like, there's a very thin line between what actually is good for your body and what is us just calling diet culture mm -hmm. something else and hiding it under a different lens and speak I and mean, using different words where it's like, well, you're still just like under eating for this. Like mm -hmm. we're just doing it all over again. And so I think we do that in all aspects of our society. And then that's why we all individually feel sick. So again, that's for me where the call to be like, are we all feeling this way? Mm -hmm. Here's how we're all feeling. Mm -hmm. Here's what's going on with everybody. Mm -hmm. Blanket statement, but I'm here to stand by it. You got to liberate yourself, man. You know, you know, you got to okay. liberate it. Well, listen, we love you. We want you back mm -hmm. on the podcast. Well. We want to start our own podcast okay. together. I'll tell you what I have. Too many things. As we started this, I got to go and take a day off. So starting a new podcast <laughs> is not going to happen anytime soon. Okay, Caroline watching this is not going to start anytime soon. But uh, this has been so fun. So yeah. we got to do something more together. I'm in for it. This was really fun. Uh, tell us where we can find you uh, mm -hmm. and leave us with any uh, last looks, last thoughts. Yeah, you can find me at uh, .com, uh or Rain the Mystic on Instagram. RainTheMystic at gmail.com if you want to shoot me an email. Okay. And that's, you know. That's it. That's all she wrote. You know. And if you're into it, I'm into you. And that's kind of it. Oh, oh I yeah. love it. Put it on some merch and I'll wear it. All right. Well, thanks for coming. You're welcome. Did I tell you? Did I tell you or did I tell you? It was good. I, when we were done, I was like, sorry, I kind of wrapped us up. I was like, I realized that we could go for hours. So I may regularly have her on the podcast. Maybe we'll do some kind of like collective energy readings or something. Cause I think there's, I just really vibe with her. I always have, it's fun. Um, her, you know, kind of, uh, gleefully, but very seriously kind of like ribbing me on like, it's not faith. You've seen it. You know it. Uh, the first time that I met her, she walked over to me and she was like, hey, you know you have fame sitting in your aura, right? And I was like, I'm sorry? She was like, it's just sitting right there. You know that, right? And I was like, I'm Rachel. She was like, hi. Um, so she's definitely been um, a, a beautiful new friend of mine, and I'm just so grateful to be able to share her with my audience. So please go and follow her, find her YouTube page, get her book as it's released. So many amazing things. So you'll certainly be hearing more from her and about her on this podcast. 
as always, it's the Rachel Force Show. The best way is to let people know about the show. Please post, send it to a friend. I will not become the number one uh, comedy and spirituality, uh, you know, cross charts by doing this alone. It is having you, if you find this podcast helpful, if you like it, uh, please help out and let's build this together, shall we? So please let a friend know. You can also go to Spotify or Apple and leave me a review. That's so helpful. Give me five stars, leave a review. The more honest, the better. I love it so much. So thank you. As always, uh, right now my books are open for the 90-minute Misfit Light Energy Reading. So that will leave you with some clarity, some purpose, and some action steps to move forward and hopefully have you feeling lighter. Uh, You can go to rachelforce.com to read more about what that energy reading really is. And then also you can uh, sign up to do a creative consult with me. Uh, so that's something else. I also work with corporate companies and, uh, you know, all, all of the, so there's nothing too big or too small that I've not seen or done at this point. So I would absolutely love to be able to help you and bring that creative vision of yours uh, materialize, help it come into the world. So you can check all of that out at rachelforce.com. Also, if you're in the greater Atlanta area, I am taping a half-hour comedy special on March 23rd. Please grab your tickets. You can come out to that. Uh, Those tickets are available at alleystage.com or at rachelforce.com, all of the places. You can go and check that out. I'm also going to be speaking at the Heart-Led Ceremonies that's happening in Kennesaw, Georgia. Uh, So the link of where to buy those tickets will be in the show notes here. So that's March 16th here in Atlanta, Georgia as well. Um, And also hot off the presses, I will be in Boston in June. So I'll be bringing all of that your way as well. And somewhere in between there, maybe a day or two to rest in the four rest and just uh, relax and recuperate. So I'm so grateful that you're here. I am honored and just so damn delighted to get to do this. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for doing the work and let's just keep lighting the fuck up. You know what I mean? All right. As always, tune out, tune in. Love you, mean it.